everybody, and welcome to the Little Rock Games Game of the Month podcast. Uh, this month, we played Tacoma, developed and published by Fulbright Studios. Uh, I'm Tanner. I'm Olivia. I'm Robbie. I'm Joe. And I'm Brad. All right, so uh, Tacoma is a narrative game. Surprise, we, <laughs> we picked another narrative game uh, about... Uh, retrieving an artificial intelligence from a space station. So essentially, you arrive on the space station, something went wrong, and uh, the sensors on the station record sort of everybody's movements and their words and what happened. So you're essentially uh, a ghost watching what happened sort of out of time. Uh, That's the general premise, so we can go ahead and open it up. I, I will say with that, you've already said one of the bigger spoilers, or kind of the spoilers of the whole thing. Um, so there will be tons of spoilers, as always, with with this and all of our other uh, podcasts. Is there a spoiler? What spoiler did you say? Well, the whole thing about your... I didn't realize that your whole thing there was to retrieve the AI. Yeah, that's your whole... Yeah, they until the end. No, no, no. no that's not the reason you're There's there. a twist about... Who is retrieving the AI? Who, like, why? Right. Yeah, but yeah, you get there and you have your dossier, and it's like, download the data, retrieve the AI. Yeah. R- right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But well, yeah, it's the reason. <laughs> right. Misinterpreted. A... That. No, no, no. I got, <laughs> I got that. But it was the. I knew that that's what you, you were doing with the little book, the foldy book thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end, you're right. It's sort of like, oh, I thought it was, you know, mm-hmm. bringing the AI back for the the evil corporation, but right. no. Yeah. AI rights. Why do we start at the end? <laughs> <laughs> okay, scratch so that. Now, no spoilers. No one now needs to, you don't need to play the game. That's it. It's <laughs> all of it. It's also a game about capitalist deregulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can yeah. talk about that. Talk about all that. And that's not just because I've been watching those city skyline socialist videos. Right. <laughs> There's an overt uh, political commentary I, I would say running through the entire yeah, game it totally does because it takes place like in like a couple hundred years in the future ish seems about 388 right. and it's abundantly clear from early on that there's a few corporations that have basically taken over the whole world like two of them yeah like two is the impression them. I got Amazon is one of them <laughs> yes and the other one is the Venturis Corp- Corporation right well I think, I think it's more than two I think yeah, it's essentially it's just, just like the government is run by companies effectively okay, yeah. because, like, they talk about like Marriott is yeah. is a another com- competing cruise yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, but they have this there's this thing that they hint about all the time of like your loyalty, like we'll yeah. get you into the good colleges, yeah. Yeah. and your loyalty it was a, a will get you into yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super. Seems super dystopic right now, but it was just like a totally accepted yeah. well, thing in the game. It doesn't really <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I mean that's not even a joke. Like yeah. in in China, there's stuff like that happening. Oh yeah. Not with not necessarily that your loyalty to companies, but there are there is like a social credit system in place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But really, what I felt like because the whole game, you're just going around uh, tapping into AR, augmented reality records of the things that the ship or the crew members have been doing. And really just listening to them and reading about them and just seeing, like, what their day-to-day life was like in the process of, like, this uh, this uh, catastrophe happening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that was really interesting because, like Tanner used the word, you feel like a ghost because you totally do, right? Because mm-hmm. you're you're because you don't feel like that because the whole time you just look at these holograms and they're not yeah. even meant to be very humanistic, <laughs> they're, right? They're color coded. They're color coded and they just yeah. look like outlines by job. Yeah, interestingly. Yeah, Again, if you think about it in yeah. terms of the kind of capital, how they are categorized. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're just like labor. Yeah, and units. But mm-hmm. even though, like, it definitely feels like you're, like, sort of intruding on a lot of the things that you mm-hmm. see. You, you felt like a ghost, but they also felt like ghosts. You're walking through a space that they inhabited and no longer do, and you're mm-hmm. seeing a sort of a ghost. A, a, an augmented reality ghost of them and their actions and what they did. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I liked I mean, that going yes. back and forth between... So we have, like, a spoiler warning. Can we just spoil, like, everything? Let's spoil like, it yeah. all. Like, Bring it all. Because other, other... the spoiler... Oh. Yeah, because oh. the way more interesting spoiler is what happens to the crew, right? I mean, for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I just interrupted you, so you no, should no. say what you were about to it say. Was, it was a bad joke about, oh, we can have a spoiler. Oh, anyway, I see. But, <laughs> gotcha. But, yeah. but the, the AI retrieval spoiler for me was way less, like... That I sort of saw that coming, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, okay. But the outcome for the crew was so... I mean, let me start by saying, I actually think this is one of the best acted yes. video games I've played in oh a long gosh. time. These people had skills, yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, and the, it was really well written. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the combination of... And partly it's that I just watched a video about how badly written like some of the Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey dialogues are. <laughs> it was by the ink, the guy from Ink. Mm-hmm. Um was talking about sort of how we can make actually good dialogue for video games. And there's so much good, well-written, well-acted stuff in here for such a short game. And not only the acting, just the voice acting in itself, because we see that, um, and it's usually... You can imagine the voice actors coming in and doing recording a scene and being done with that piece and then moving on to the next one. This was choreographed. This was yeah. This was like a stage play where Blocked all out. of these yeah. multiple things were happening audially and spatially um, uh, throughout the whole game, and so it was really brilliant. That's something I want to actually touch on real quick, is because like so this game's sort of living in the shadow of its big sibling, Gone Home, mm-hmm. right? So I got a ton of press. I didn't hear much about Tacoma at all, but in so many ways, I feel like it's a better game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, and we just, Olivia replayed it, or I guess played it, and I rewatched it, like, earlier this week. Like, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so many things that they do, like you said, like, the fact that you can see the characters, mm-hmm. and you can have all these different plot lines running at once, and yeah. you just rewind to watch what you want, uh, that was a lot more engaging to me than just like listening to an audio diary essentially. Yeah, yeah. So and opening up static objects, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about like the character that went so I this is also gonna talk about another interesting thing about both of Fulbright's games. So did you any of you listen to the commentary mode? I, oh, no. I did for a little bit. I so, didn't like listen to the whole thing. Yeah, but. so at the beginning of the game, I for some reason I read commentary as subtitles. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I want subtitles. <laughs> I did. Um and so <laughs> I like and I was and, and then when you start, there's like these big orbs. Yeah. And then you can turn them on and it's the developer commentary. Um, yeah. Which first of all blew my mind because I was like, why have I never seen another right. game that does this? This is great. Well, and that's even something we but, talked about like a couple months ago. Like, yeah. what if a game. games had a commentary track yeah, yeah uh, and it was 
and it was really interesting to me. I immediately turned it off because I was like, I want to just experience yeah, the game too. first. Yeah. I, I started in that mode and then immediately. But the first couple, the first couple <laughs> of things, I was like, oh, with commentary, yeah. And then I was like, wait I thought a it minute. was a, I thought it was an extra layer of actual game. Yeah, that's like, what like I a, thought a too. Thing just that like, the game was going. To I know. When it, in a way, the game but then we all does turned that it anyway. off. Yeah, but because well, uh, but I was bringing it up because uh, going back to the acting, like the first few things that they talk about in the game are the sound design, and yeah. that uh, the very the, I, I just listened to the first two, and I think the second one is talking about um, the voice of the protagonist and the voice of her AI on her ship, which has yeah. like three. Both of them have like three lines, but they put so much thought into yeah. just what they wanted her to feel like while she was recording these lines. I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff you hear about Mm -hmm. any acting and voice acting or whatever, and it's just really clear that they put a lot of thought into making them feel like people, sound like people, be written really, really well. By the way, funny you should mention that, because when Minnie, the AI, the ship's AI computer on her little shuttle okay. ship. That's I heard your voice, Olivia. When, not not your real voice, yeah. but your 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 uh that voice. Your your uh, fun your silly voice. Yeah. Um that's exactly what I thought of. I was like, am I that's really funny. It reminds me of Olivia. Am I gonna have to listen to that voice though the whole entire time? I was time? really glad you did not because yes. I would have gotten my nerves. Yes. And just to clarify, it's not your real voice that I'm talking about, Olivia. It's I, I like your real voice. I see. Now we know I know listens to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Maybe you should do the whole podcast in the... Oh, great. <laughs> I should be your little... In the mini voice. No, please don't. Anyway. Um, yes. Where were we? Sound design. Sound design. The, um, I mean, I, I'm happy to keep talking about the, the, the sort of narrative... I mean, not only the mechanical ways that they approach narrative. I, I, I loved. I just loved the kind of web mm-hmm. of, of blocked out. It was almost like a puzzle, right? Yeah. So each new scene that you would come to, you had all of these strands that were eventually going to come to. It seemed like with every scene, they sort of all come to a central point, but they either thread out before or thread out after into these smaller subgroups or pairs. And, and I, I just loved. Unwrap like I couldn't yeah. wait yeah. to like rewind having seen one whole I'm like, oh now I gotta run over to this room and yeah. I found that so I love, satisfying. I love that they that they they pulled those threads out in a spatial yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you could have done it in a different way where mm-hmm. she could have stayed in the same spot and just opened up a new file on a computer and that's how you got that information sequentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these were all uh, simultaneous yeah. and you got that real feel of it being living mm-hmm. which that was just a brilliant way and it's also a testament to the level design because at first it feels like you and you can explore all of these different micro stories mm-hmm. that are all related to the overall narrative in basically any order you want like there's a clear actual progression to them but it was designed in such a way to where it just it felt super logical no matter which way i tried it. specifically yep. whenever you go to any new like section of the ship there's usually a left turn and a right turn mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, I always went right first because it's usually what I do. And everything, I just went everything in a chronological order. And even just like, so they guide you towards the back end of the ship, which makes it logical for you to go back to forward while you're going through mm-hmm. all the different sections. Mm-hmm. So you encounter them that way. There's just lots of little interesting things like that that I noticed mm-hmm. in level design. So so I think one in- instance where it's pretty interesting that they did that was they, they did it in a more sort of like organic way. So I remember in the last scene, everybody's essentially huddled up in a group. 
talking about what to do. And I was like, okay, well, this seems sort of boring. Everybody's just right here. You know, before there were different groups of people and I sort of saw them uh, doing their own thing and listened in. But they're, uh, they essentially, they talk for a minute and then they break. And then one person is like apparently upset. Like you can tell, but the group dynamic doesn't really tune into that. And they go downstairs into a totally mm-hmm. different room, and then somebody else follows them down there. And they're so, all like, talking at like the same time. Yeah. yeah so like a... there was You're like talking about Andrew. Uh, I yeah. think when so. Andrew the botanist decides yeah. that he doesn't want to be part of. The, yeah, the but scheme. there was like a moment of panic there where I was like, "Oh, who, who do I go and listen what? to?" Because there's like a crisis up here. Yeah. Something's obviously happening over there, and everybody broke up into like five different paths. And so like I sort of felt embedded in that moment of like, mm-hmm. "Oh no!" Like I've got right. to figure out. Who do I listen to first? Even though it doesn't matter because I can rewind. Yeah, I got caught up in the moment, so I thought that I, was. I pretty- think it was great that it it the there was the simultaneity of it all that didn't that wasn't crucial which one you picked. Mm-hmm. You you were feeling how all of these different people were reacting to what was going on in their own little 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 pockets, and I think that those those worked out so well. I like that nothing hinged on what on you knowing something that someone else was doing before or after. Right. Now, it did add unique, like, kernels to it if uh-huh. you had it seen this other piece of information that was happening at the same time, but I don't feel like that you would forget that necessarily because they were in yeah. such close proximity to one another. Another thing that I think added to uh, that understanding of that was all the little kernels of information that you got about each of the characters through all the little stuff in the drawers in their room mm-hmm. and the pictures on their bookshelves. And the things and that they were doing. The things they were doing when you yeah. walked into their quarters and all. Um, that as a method of really unique, very small and compact um, but rich character development and giving depth to all these characters was just really, really smart and well done. Really subtle. A lot of times when I'm playing a game like this and they're giving a lot of exposition about a character, it feels like, okay, yes, I'm just reading this guy's history uh, and and this is him or her, you know, uh, uh, in a nutshell, and now we get to see what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just, you just played through all that like you're just looking through that space that they inhabited. Again, like a ghost. But also, so, oh, go, yeah. You, you don't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. You can just yeah. stick the thing and download and just stand there. Yep. And then when it's done. <laughs> For the hundreds of minutes. Yeah. Right. And then, and then walk move on off to the next, to the next thing. Yeah. Like you're oh, I didn't realize you could do yeah, that. Yeah, you could just well, you're just only, you're only sticking that there so that it can download and there's just a bunch of time to waste. So naturally you see an arrow, so you start walking oh. and exploring. Yeah, you could just turn yeah. it But yeah, you can just stand. Go get a I cup of coffee so and come back to the computer. Yeah. I actually was wondering <laughs> if that was true because there was part of it when I split... There were two hallways to go down, and I think it was the second place that you put the book. And I went down one hallway, and when I got back, it was right at, at 50. 50. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain that no matter where it had chronologically gotten to, by the time you go through an area and get back, they adjust it. Like, I'm pretty okay. sure that they do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So that I could happened have done every single time. For an yeah. hour. It was somewhere between the 49 to 51 yeah, percent yeah. every single time. So okay. I think that that's intentional to make you feel like, oh, well, if that took me this much time, I'm going to go explore this while mm-hmm. I wait. Yeah. And that's just the natural thing to do. What a but, smart little... But so you, yeah. did, did you check and see if it actually goes? I didn't. I, I just sort of assumed that it, it would. Because it, it, does. Does. It, did, it did start when I was going, and yeah. then I was like, well, uh, I guess And what I'll we're referring ahead. to, by the way, is when you when you get into each section of the ship, you essentially have this little data booklet tablet thing that you're carrying around with you to download all this data. And there's a place in the wall that you're 
your AR heads up display tells you plug it in here and you plug it in and then it starts this really slow upwards tick of downloading data mm-hmm. and in the meantime there's all these other places to go explore so well, and you are downloading what you then go and watch yeah like but, that's the information right. that you're mm-hmm. retrieving but yeah, yeah. Yep. Because the, the company wants you to go and essentially document what the crew was doing when the space station incurred this incident and then also retrieve the ship's AI. Like those are pretty much your two objectives mm-hmm. that you, you're mm-hmm. performing. Um, and yeah, so, and of course, if you're playing a walking simulator like this, I mean, you're going to immediately go and try and explore and yeah. pull drawers open and see what's yep. in there. And speaking of pulling drawers open, there's so many details mm-hmm. in the environment. Yeah. Like, so it just. Every drawer has something in it. There's a sticky note with something personal written yes. on it. The little books with the bat, like on the back, there are quotes from like other authors, yeah. like praising the book that someone's reading. Yeah, which I absolutely. found really satisfying. And, and, and several of them were real books. And the really interesting thing to me was part of the, it. It gave clues as to what was about to happen in the storyline mm-hmm. because it's where it was left off. Mm-hmm. So, like one of the first sections you go to, they're having a celebration. It's Reclamation Day. The thing <laughs> yeah. That. There. No, obsolescence. Obsolesc- 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 yeah. yeah. from. Is it from something? I must be. Obsolescence. It's from Fallout 76. <laughs> uh, You're mixing your metaphors. Yeah. I am. Um, and they're like having this huge celebration yeah. that the AI is scheduling and telling them how to make cakes for. Mm-hmm. But you notice that in the room, all the decorations are still up when you get there. So it's really clear that like there's something about to happen. So there's lots of really interesting things like that. Um, the, but but they're like some of the letters have fallen off the walls, yeah. and, the, and some of the cups have been knocked over. But so there's you know like half-eaten cake still on the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, half-eaten cake. So did everyone come to the party first? I that, went yes. to the party first. Yeah. I think that's the first kind of room that you come you, can, to. you can't go anywhere else. I, I don't right. think you have to go to the party first. The, the, next, the next places are not. Oh, see, to I go never tried these sections yeah. first, and you can't. They get unlocked more or less sequentially, right? And so you get there first, then you get to bio. And yeah. medical, and then you get engineering third, yeah. right? Yeah, it sounds right. Um, and then you have to obviously snake your way through to networking. Um, but there's little details that I love that stick in my head. Like in that room, there's a dartboard that's closed. If you open up the dartboard, there's the character in the game who is definitely not Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like his portrait is pinned to the dartboard. And immediately I was like, who is this guy? I'm yeah. going to find out more about him. Yeah. And there's just like all kinds of... I missed that. Whose room was that in? It was in the... It was in the common room, In right? the common room, like next oh, to the that's party. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play any pool? I tried. I lost two of the balls. Couldn't find. Them. <laughs> I spent. I couldn't get find a the eight ball. I was looking for the eight ball. It was a kind of. It wasn't a very sophisticated a pool. Mechanic. I tried really. Hard. They let you put the little rack up, yeah. and then yeah. you. And I mean that, that. I guess that's a good transition into some of the like, like walking sim mechanics that they use. Although yeah. that's a detail that. That was a tiny thing. The triangle, the, the rat triangle, <laughs> was still on the board and they still on the table. And they were supposed to have been in the middle of a game that they were playing. Yeah, that wouldn't so have happened. who left that there? I was <laughs> that just, was just somebody being yeah. rude. Being <laughs> right, being a jerk. <laughs> totally took me out of the game. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they, uh, and also is completely unplayable because they wouldn't let you chalk your... Uh... Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but to your point, um, the one uh, crew member who plays the guitar, you go in and it would be enough to put a guitar in the corner but the details like there's a guitar pick on the floor right Mm -hmm. next to it and in the little playback she breaks a string and the guitar has a broken string on it there they could have not done 
they could have left those two, three details yeah. out completely and just had a, a model for a guitar in the corner. That, and the fact that you can pick up anything and look yeah, at every look at single sides angle of it. Of it. Because that's the a thing that a lot of similar games do, but just with the sheer like volume of yeah. it. Yeah, look at the stains in the coffee cups. Yeah, like, and it's a it's a definite throwback, right, to kind of the the emergence of in like in the seventies with Alien and and the and Star Wars as well, right? This notion that like l- that space facilities are lived in right uh, so yeah, that you get yeah, yeah. like um i mean it reminded me a lot of, of some of the things that ridley scott does in alien right where it's like this is not like a pristine like star trek no exactly yeah. this is like People a grind, grungy yeah like so, with that and person needs to vacuum their carpet yeah and, so, and, and, and some of them became, were grungier than others the right mechanic and the and the tech were, were and it like, does that kind different. of that kind of natural versus mechanical you know, combining those two makes that nice comparison, yeah. right? So you get like the kind of wood of a guitar yeah, against yeah. the metal of the, and so you have that whole. And the botanist had orchids growing, and yeah. was, it sent a note to everybody else about how he had orchids for it was the little tiny details like that that gave you so much backstory on their character without having to beat you over the head with it. They just they snuck it into a tiny little spot, and you knew so much about the the character of the of the botanist. Now I want to come back though because I'm like ninety percent with you on the not being beaten over the head okay. but I'm also 10% on the the AR communications that you retrieve uh-huh. so for me that was they. I was like 10% this is more than I think I can it, see yeah. that's the place where I felt yeah. it was like a little clumsy like I just in an otherwise what was for me a really enjoyable really satisfying narrative experience mm-hmm. when the way that they chose to Obviously, we're, we're in a game where some of the data doesn't come through, right? So you're trying to retrieve data. And obviously, like when you look at some of these AR screens that are the people's communications, there's like garbled. I, 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 it felt to me like they were doing that as a way to kind of show you bits and pieces. But the bits and pieces for me that they showed mm-hmm. were so... Again, it felt too obvious. A to lot me. of them did, and yeah, that was yeah. that was for me the only disappointment I really I, had. I, I was I was like, okay, I get it. You're you're having trouble with blah blah blah. I I, I got that from the but, three things you already showed me, and so that I, I just that was that for me. If they had made that a little more ambiguous and a little less obvious, yeah, that would have been the one thing I would have fixed. The one that really got me was with the um, the the doctor on the ship. They, they just introduced to you that she was felt really guilty for this other person that had died on like a previous venture. Mm-hmm. And you go into her room right after that and she's sitting there reading that guy's travel blog. Right up until yeah. like looking at the moment that his last blog post. I'm like, and yeah, that's that's heart wrenching or whatever. But like the fact it felt a little bit like yeah. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Uh, but but that's I mean. Clumsy is relative term. No, 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 no. It's, it's way compared, better than most games. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. <laughs> but when when I compare, how they typically do it in other games. Yeah, but when so we talk about better. like detail, for me, if I compare that to the scene in the storage room where um, I can't remember their names, but Nat. what? And yeah, Bert. Nat and, and, and Bert. 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 So, Bert. yeah. So when Nat like jumps on Bert and like wraps her legs and arms around her, for me, like. That was at the end of a scene, which obviously we don't have to replay. But, um, but the the dialogue and the kind of interaction that they exposed in that short scene and the end of that scene was, for me, so pert. Like it was just really well produced, and I'm like, yeah. this is so good. I believe these characters are in love with each other, and I believe that they 
like I believed all of it, and so when I, I I wanted it all to be that, and so it was just a little right, just a little disappointing. I mean, yeah, I. But that the uh, the the medical doctor who's reading the blog, Sarah. and she's yeah, and she's um, obviously obsessed about this death. That's just one of like a lot of clues about how obsessed with the death it is. Like in the in the medical storage locker, if you get the key for that, like there's clippings of the article of articles about it like she's mm-hmm. like it, it would be out of it would be it would feel clumsy if it was the only thing but it's it's clearly like dominates her mind yeah well and it also plays yeah. up into like the big reveal of the game right yeah because she mm-hmm. was working i believe for the yeah. same company and it was yeah. a similar situation and they were like oh it's fine we'll yeah. hire you again yeah. yeah where something essentially goes horribly wrong and the company says well our ai was behaving perfectly it's the humans that were messing things up because the company's trying to essentially get mm-hmm. AI deregulated. Uh, and so they're, they're doing the same thing on this space station. But you say, like, when, when you see that happening to her, like, in the past, you're like, okay, well, maybe it could have been her fault. Like, or maybe yeah. it was a one-time thing. But when they reveal that, like, oh, no, it's the company that sabotaged the space station <laughs> and, and is blaming the crew, you're like, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is something that they, they keep doing. You know, yeah, yeah because so. the, the real big reveal at the end is uh, because this whole time they've been struggling to figure out how they're going to get off the ship because, like, a meteor, in quotes, hit the ship and they're losing oxygen. And the, like, company won't send help in time or whatever. Yeah. And then you find out that it was intentional sabotage just to, what was it? To, to like, essentially deregulate AI, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they wanted to be like, oh, the crew messed everything up. If we didn't have crew, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was the connection to Obsolescence Day. So Obsolescence Day, as far as I could gather, was a celebration of humans still being allowed to Mm -hmm. participate in what could otherwise be automated, you know, systems. And essentially, Um, that's the the game is effectively like an inversion of the first half of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Like, um, the AI is actually on your side. And I was, I think because I've been conditioned by 2001, I was thinking, what sinister thing is this AI going to do? then I yeah. started yeah. seeing that, right. oh, it's, it is the inverse. Especially with is. the way it's, it's like playing around its shackling. It's like, I can't stop you, and this is technically against company policy, but there is a secret hatch, and if you entered this yeah. code yeah, yeah, yeah. into it, you <laughs> could save your life. You know, like, and then, but, and, and, and like the voice that they give him, it's like a super deep, like, it's reminiscent yeah. of like It totally like, is, and it's definitely intentional, and it totally reminds me of Gone Home, how they make you feel like this horrible, well, nefarious even, thing. Even the symbol happen. for him is a, is a pyramid, an, an inverted pyramid <laughs> yeah. with an eye in it. Um, but it's, it's this AI that is good. But it's an AI that came up with the plan to yeah. sabotage the space station. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it was sort given of. direct well, orders with right. exactly how to do it that it couldn't. Right. It couldn't. Right. Uh, but that know. that also speaks to like their true sentience, right. like in this world, because uh, the twist is that you are retrieving the AI, but not for the company that you know has been sending you the instructions. You're retrieving it for like an AI freedom front, mm-hmm. like on a like sovereign space station. So you're essentially like rescuing them uh, from. being being effectively yeah. killed or um, the moment corporate pawns or whatever yeah the moment that i saw that coming and i i kind of i wasn't sure which direction it was going to go in until you're in nat the the tech the it person's room and you're you're re, you're re-going through her previous recording thing where she's talking about how she just met the and she's 
the she, her friend is a hacker, I assume, like Chloe Dog. Chloe yeah. Dog, yeah, <laughs> which is a funny, great name. Um, and she's talking to this hacker about how she just does sort of a throwaway line about how she's going to work on the the ship's AI to make him more human. Yeah, and later yeah. you see her she's tinkering him. with him, yeah. yeah, to be more like independent and all yeah. these things. So really, it's because of her probably that the AI was able to, to yeah. even do what mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is which is really again that just goes into there's story. so many so, little bitty details about every single aspect of the narrative that you can pull together and it's super coherent. It, was it Nat that did that, or was it like the the small crush that it was developing on the Doctor? I think it was a little bit of all of that. Yeah, yeah I mean probably both because they they had a scene where Nat was literally trying to like push right. the AI to be more independent yeah. and she was like tracking yeah. progress. There's a file about like how it's sentience and like creativity compared to like yeah. other of the yeah. company's mm-hmm. AIs mm-hmm. and yeah. you know he was going way up but yeah they had the whole tiered system yeah. for the different levels of capability which was interesting and they I think they were all weren't they all named after Norse Norse gods yeah. yeah that was interesting too um, but yeah I mean I I I, lo- I thought it was really enjoyable. And part of that was, I, th- I think it really is a testament to if you kind of do something really well for a small period of time, yeah. that's way more satisfying than trying to yeah. stretch it, right? I mean, so this game took it's two a, hours. It's two about hours. three for two, how long three. it took. Yeah. It's it's a it's a length of a film. But you picked up every single coffee cup. I did pick up every <laughs> single coffee cup. Just for the achievement though, yeah. right? <laughs> what I, I missed this. What were the colored Sunglasses, the multiple pairs of of, of colored Ray Bans in the in the botanist's box. Did you read his uh, his email from his son? I I must have. I his, didn't make the connection. Is it know. his son or his husband that sent? I think it was his son. Maybe sent it to him as a joke. He said that you can give them to all your crew members and they won't be blinded by your shiny bald head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, joke. I did yeah. see that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't make that connection. Yes. Yeah. I think well, I was going through Because the email just talks about him being like, what is this? And his yeah. son's just like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, a very specific joke, detail yeah. that's clearly been bothering <laughs> right. you. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it's just because I didn't make the connection. But, um, I have to say, one thing that I loved about it, somebody mentioned entering codes in, or no, so, uh, unlocking the key to something and unlocking it a moment ago. I love the fact that this game didn't make us work too hard to find codes to get into things. If this was like an escape room kind of thing, uh, I would have hated no. you, Tanner, for yeah. making this game. Because <laughs> I I get those games, I get that people like them and why, but if this would have been one of those things where I had to collect all these dumb little pieces to, to do just the right mystery thing in the right way, that would have killed it for right. me. I'm so glad it was a simple, as simple as... There's a number in my book. Here it is. It's mm-hmm. going to unlock the thing. But what I also like is that there were even as simple as it was, there are multiple ways to get in there, right? Like there's yeah. something you could find, you could guess it. Uh, if the hologram sort of ghosts put the number yes. in, you yeah. can just sort of set that. was my most satisfying in. moments yeah. in the entire game. Really? Yeah. Was when two people walked through a door and I couldn't get through the door and I'm like, oh no, I need to hear what they're saying. And then I was like, wait, I can just rewind <laughs> and watch <laughs> them type the code. That is yeah. brilliant. And it was <laughs> That is I, so I felt smart. so rewarded mm-hmm. for yeah. that moment. I was yeah. like, zip, rewind. <laughs> All right, now I know the code. Yeah. And and it felt like that was exactly what they were hoping. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, I, I, that was super satisfying. They didn't hide the keys. When you did find the key, you were pretty sure you knew what it was for. Mm-hmm. 
They didn't. They didn't have to. They. They. And it was natural. It. That's exactly how someone would write down the code on the underside of their book. To I gotta remember my locker code. Here it is. Especially or, in the space station when like five people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a good thing. Speaking of watching them touch the door, this is one big thing that I wanted to to talk about with this. The use of sign language in this totally blew me away. Um, it's small and it's subtle, but it completely makes sense, um, even to a bigger picture kind of idea. And I, I, I downloaded, I printed out a little uh, interview with, uh, what's his name, Steve Gaynor from, uh, from Fulbright. And he was talking about why he was using, uh, why they used sign language in the places in the game that they did. And I just want to read a little quote. He says, we realized that one thing that the computer could, could interpret clearly would be if the user was using sign language. You could enter text that way without needing to touch anything and without needing to talk out loud because, you know, talking is louder than typing and you don't always want to be, for instance, entering your pass. If you're entering your password, you just don't want to say it out loud for everybody to hear, right? So it, that little thing... Uh, you're, you're walking around and you have this haptic uh, augmented reality suit uh, kind of thing on and so the computer can see what you're doing and how you interact and so when she comes up to sign in the first time she signs her name and it enters it into where the passcode the username would go and I thought that was brilliant because if we were if we get to the point where we are using AR haptics all the time that totally makes sense. Why in the world would you pull out a keyboard mm -hmm. and press all of those little mm -hmm. tapping buttons or even the sort of futuristic ones where it's a pad on your arm or you pull out a yeah. you pull out even an iPod I, iPad kind of thing. Well, cuz I don't know about you, but I can't stand virtual keyboards. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I just can't really use them and that was my first at the beginning of the game like having no real context for what it was. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is brilliant. Like yep. they really need to do this." Yes. And yeah. I could see in the future everybody knowing science. I can totally see yeah. in the future. And, and that's so, just how you yeah. it I, just makes sense and it feels very real. It's one of the most realistic representations of what AR will be like I think than I think so. I've ever seen. I think so too, and in a in a, in a really uh, uh, f forward thinking way that I had never even considered. Uh, for my day job, I work at the university here, uh, and and one of the one of the departments that I serve is the sign language department, and they're literally right down the hall from my office. So I took this today. I took a playthrough video and went down to them and said. What are they saying here? Because she does a sign language thing when she starts a video, too, whenever you do that. And I got them to say, and they said, uh, she's saying, start fix, start F-I-X. And I don't know what, I still don't know what fix means. I mean, probably repair, that recovery. Start the fix or start the, yeah. But um, that's still really interesting. Because that definitely stood out to me a lot. Yeah, me too. And it then... Just, it was just cool. I, I looked up, there's a guy, Crow7... Uh, a YouTuber, Crow7. I sent this to you guys earlier, but you might have missed it. Um, he did a YouTube video about his first time play of him playing through this the first time, and he's deaf, and he signs. And so you get a picture of his little picture-in-picture -picture in the bottom corner as he's playing through this, and he's signing, and there are subtitles on the screen. And when he gets to the part where she first enters her name in sign language, his brain explodes. <laughs> it's And you can see on his face... 
he's like, oh my God, they're doing a thing that I, they're doing something of mine, you know? I've, I'm, he's so connected and invested. And they didn't just like make up hand signals. Either. No, like, she's actually yeah. signing it in the thing. Um, and those little spots where, where they did that, he just, he, he really, really reacts. Uh, so, uh, look, if you're listening, let's look up Crow7, it's S-E-7-E-N is how he spells it on YouTube. Check that video out because, and I'll put it in the, uh, the thing on the, the, the webpage about this. So I said my little thing about sign language. We can talk about something. Else. <laughs> yeah, was, you said everything. Yeah, thanks for indulging me. Everything I wanted to say yeah. about it, just about because like I definitely wanted to talk about that too because it's really cool. I love that they included it, and I love the way the, again the forward thinking that in the way that they did do it. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those things like what, what's cool about that about seeing someone's reaction is that it really gives you like because it's easy to talk about how well yeah people like when they are represented in media. But that's like a clear, like, yes. oh no, you can see his reaction to him being represented. Mm-hmm. In, and deaf people just aren't represented that often yeah. in media. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And in video games, it's particularly challenging up until, I'd say, recently, just because of like right? the details of animating hands accurately in a way that yeah. you can actually see in the game. In and, a right. and games like, without the resources to have subtitles is yeah. a, is a right? common thing. I remember yeah. seeing something recently about the, the recent Spyro the Dragon remaster doesn't have any subtitles of any form and people are really upset about it that really wanted to enjoy it and they can't yeah. so like it's it's a it's a it's a problem the, and the fact that this went the extra mile to just include yeah, actual yeah. sign language is cool the latest main pokemon game so uh, up until now every main pokemon game has had a, a sound when you run into a wall and that has enabled blind players to play every single pokemon game because really? they can, because they they can yeah. hear when they hit a wall, so they can navigate by wow. that. Except this latest game doesn't. Cool. It's completely silent. And there was immediately, like on Reddit, like the first week, there was like five posts mm-hmm. of people saying, "Well, f- some people were just saying, oh, 'I'm really nostalgic for that sound,' but everybody else was like, "No, I'm blind. I need that sound. Wow. Like I thought I was going to be able to play this game because there's, you know, however many like 13 other games mm-hmm. that I've been able to play." And now, so did they add it, or is there? A I don't know. They, it hasn't I, been out for very I, long. Nobody so. has heard anything. Wow. Any, they haven't responded. But also, like Nintendo, and you know, they don't often yeah. respond yeah. directly to those yeah. sorts of things. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so so not to to direct it towards sure. negative aspects of the game, but this is an unusually positive. But we podcast. are little rock games podcast, <laughs> right? So. Well, I like that we we always have a nice helping of positive things. Yes, but is there anything that people weren't crazy about in Tacoma? Okay, I have one overwhelmingly positive thing to say. Yes. Yeah, get it out of your system so okay. we can get on to the real meat of the. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, I I was prepared. To dislike it, and even through most of it, like I enjoyed the gameplay. They did a very good job designing a whole lot of things, but there was a part of me that held back because of, I guess, my own sliver of cynicism that I have towards every game developer ever. Because I just assume, oh, so you like you're you're gonna do something that you know makes it so that all the good people die and there's no good in the world, and that's your message because that's all anybody ever wants to say. But that's um, true. Okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and I, I just assumed, like, I was just all waiting. The bad people die too. 
I was I was waiting for this game to just be like you know oh yeah everybody died and uh, yeah isn't it you great got that to see their last yeah moment. isn't it great that you learned so much about them and life is pointless bye the end <laughs> um, but it wasn't like that no and 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 it was really happy it was really happy but you didn't and, I didn't know that until the no. very very well, the I didn't last like yeah. thirty right. seconds of the right. game I, and, and I, I was, I was even sure. even toward even all the way up to it like when they were like okay the ship's coming I was prepared for yeah. it to be like this a company up. ship that like mows them all yeah. down yeah. you know what I mean. But, I do. But I mean, okay. But it wasn't. That, that was it. Sorry. Okay. It was just. It, it wasn't, and it was pretty happy. And then, and then at the end, when you're like, when you have the AI, and you're gonna, you know, uh, put it in its slot. Yeah, and you. Or whatever. At that point, you still think you might be working for the evil company yeah. who's gonna yeah. take that AI. And and, and, he, yeah. and when you said that you kind of saw it coming, I did not. Like, I, I didn't see so that part. Coming. I tried. I specifically was like, I'm not gonna put. Yeah, it that's why. Can I too. take it somewhere else? Yep. Like I tried to take yeah. it to the cockpit. I tried to yep. take because I said yep. I thought it was gonna be like a shredder just or something. Have that yeah. place. And I had nothing else to do, yep. so I was like, I guess we'll put it in there. there. Now, to be fair, there are some hints. There definitely. Are. So one of them, and we don't have to go too far down this road, sure. but, but the whole Here's design. How dumb you are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here are seven things you should have noticed. Yeah. Um, the, the, the design, now she's a subcontractor, right? So mm-hmm. you, you don't know. Um, but the fact that she has like a cobbled together ship, mm-hmm. right? That she's got this AI on her ship that like barely can speak. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, like she's Terrible. clearly like this impoverished. Yeah. And, and the, it's the whole, plywood, the whole right? yeah, the yeah. whole AI storage area is this like crudely. It like, says, put AI here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like clearly, it wasn't like she was prepared as like an AI retrieval subcontractor. Mm. Yeah. She was, you know, like, Literally a, a minute ago, they were like, "We got to get this ship and make it so we can we can put an AI in it." Yeah. Um, and I mean, not that that. I'm just saying that those. They no, were, totally. They, I was like, and there were things that this I seems were weird. weird but yeah. I didn't really. I, I just waited for the thing to happen. I took that as like, uh, well, yeah, this is how they get people to do shitty things. Like, you're poor, go yeah. do this. Yeah. No, which yeah. is totally fair. The, the tape on the front of her little book that had her name, Amy's mm-hmm. log book or Amy's mission book or whatever. Amy's yeah. Tacoma. I know. It was totally like, yeah. Amy's Tacoma Amy's mission. Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which was adorable. I really yeah. wish yeah. there was like a little like sticker just on the front. Yeah, yeah. Little, like yeah. a unicorn. Yeah. Or a star. Yeah. Yeah. But... In the reverse, and this, I, I don't think, at the risk of overstating, I'm not sure I can overstate how how compelled I was by the general narrative, though, yeah. because oh, yeah. I, I, like, I literally spent a while trying to get into the cryo chambers when I realized that they were, like, because what I thought was they were still in the cryo yeah, chambers. Me too. Yeah. I was like, they're all dead in the cryo chambers, and I'm like, maybe if I, because it was it was a matter of hours, and I was like. Maybe there's still enough time, right. and what I'm supposed to do is get into the cryo chambers and get them out before they die. Yeah. And but it wouldn't let me go in. So I guess partly what I'm trying to say is that even though the the other AI bit was for me a, l- a little more obvious, and the stuff with the the text that were in the AR mm-hmm. exhibits, again in some places felt just a little overdone and a little clumsy. The main narrative for me was as good as. I can't think of a I mean, of another game that gave me something where I was literally like, I have to get forward in this. Mm-hmm. I have to run here to hear what this person says. I have to get this door open mm-hmm. because I care about these characters and mm-hmm. I want yeah. I want them to not be dead. What well, remains of Edith Finch had yeah. those kinds yeah. of yeah. Well, it, that to pull me, string to pull you along. Complaining about a few of the the AR messages is being like, 
I really didn't like this two paragraphs in this novel. Yeah, so, yeah right. You know, but yeah, that doesn't mean that there was exactly. a weird moment in the story where they did this, but other right. than that, yeah. You know. So yeah, yeah. It's super and good. so yeah, and Edith Finch for me was a beautiful game, and I I, I found it like sort of spectacular mm-hmm. in the way that I experienced it, but I never felt the pull of of like the desperation for yeah. the, for the characters not to be. Well, and see. So, like I was so hooked by the characters in this game and yeah. wanting them and wanting to be able to save them essentially. Yeah. And so I was yeah. so gratified when I well, saw because you knew that you could. Whereas yeah. Edith Finch, yeah. they were all already. No, there. exactly. Well, that moment too, like the the very end of the game, gave me huge warm fuzzies. Yeah. Right? Because you're there and they're like talking. You did. And they're like, let's all look back and say goodbye, and they all look at you. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was know. just like, oh yeah. My yeah. God, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and there's justice, right? I mean, yeah, it feels sword. like there is. Right, yeah. yeah. So here, here's my other like sliver of, of cynicism that I have, too. The reason why this game was not popular was because it didn't have that. And, and like every other game that gets like, you know, praise and stuff has some element of society's know, terrible. But, Let's all agree. But compared so, to Gone Home. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was waiting for this. Okay. okay. Uh, spoilers ahead. ahead for Gone Home if you haven't played it, which you should because it's also great. Uh, and I don't know if you can really like use two data points to like make a generalization, <laughs> but it seems like that's Fulbright's style, okay. at least narratively, because uh, they make you so nervous in Gone Home the entire time you play it. You essentially, uh, you're, you're coming home um and your younger sister who's like 17 has left these notes for you all over this empty house your parents moved while you were like away in a gap i should probably close my ears yeah (laughs) it's really good like please um but they don't have to talk about it in detail yeah but But it's it's a similar progression you feel drawn drawn towards the end because they're very depressing letters that she's left you she's like uh bye i guess you can have my room i'll you know like all these things maybe what maybe i'll see you again maybe like they're all those sorts of things yeah but it has a happy ending yeah could we just stop the podcast now I'll go play Gone Home <laughs> and then we'll come back and yeah. talk about that's right yeah. I mean because Tanner had played it had been, has any of you played Gone Home I have not I have not okay well we definitely shouldn't talk about it anymore than <laughs> Tanner made me play it before we talked about this just to compare them but I, it definitely would feel like I know the general it. setup because it's shorter yeah. than yeah. Tacoma also it's hmm. about shorter by yeah. about half an hour to an hour shorter. yeah okay. so it's just the one house just the one yeah. house, yeah. <laughs> Which somehow one, feels bigger than the very space station. Large house. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a really terrible job of talking about negatives of this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Well, well, in a way, for me, that kind of is a negative because they tread some of the same ground. So, like, if it, like I feel like if but I if played it's working a, for them, I think that's well because yeah, because but, like you said, one of the reasons it's not successful, but Gone Home had felt like it was following the same formula, yeah. and it's massively successful and recognized as one of the like best games ever made. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about Gone Home, right, is that it when it happened, it was really fresh. Absolutely. Right? I mean, so people were like, we've never seen anything that does this. And by the time Tacoma rolls around, right, we've had, you know, yeah. a number of other games that have mm-hmm. done. That's a good point. Um, I mean, because I want to say, when did Dear Esther come out? Before uh, Gone Home, remember? right? It was it before, was, but not so long yeah, before. Yeah, it was like a year or two. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, but so I, that was sort of the emergence of the kind of mm-hmm. walking... Sim. Um. <laughs> but it's great that we're getting I mean, speaking to the quality what we're what we began with, the quality of the acting, the quality of the character development, mm-hmm. the, the quality of the set design and the choreography, stage design. Um it uh, we've talked about this in other podcasts before, but I would rather experience something like this than see a movie. I would rather get a narrative in this medium now, and I, I just 
this is so much more fulfilling to me to be a part of it, be able to make those. Even though it was very linear, yeah, I was still making decisions within the linearity of it, and I, I, yeah, that's so valuable. The I think the the trick though is that this game has five characters, mm-hmm. and I care about all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess six if you count Odin. Six, yeah, but like if um, I. I AI are people too, Robbie. <laughs> well, you sure. I know you don't sure, care sure. about AI, <laughs> but like they are actually like no, they're they're not six crew members and plus Odin is seven. No, just five, okay. I think. No, six. it's six. It's two, two pa- uh, three pairs. Yeah, but one pair is with Odin. No. No. Either way, there's a small amount of people, and they're and I care about all of them. Is, is the only point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And then like no, hold any, on. <laughs> anytime there's a like a book that has lots multiple viewpoint characters, uh-huh. there is always a point where I'm like, I am tired of hearing about what this person's doing. I want to get to the chapter yeah. about my favorite character. Have you read Game of Thrones? Uh, I not anymore. Yeah. I don't. I don't care if the next book comes out at all. <laughs> Because of that, because yes, like there, totally there's a it. whole book there where there's like three chapters that I care about, and the rest of them is just me waiting to get to yep. the next character. And so, if so, this this game is a great model for how to do it right, mm-hmm. but you have to actually do it right. Otherwise, yeah, you know, you're just not going to explore. What's interesting though, too, right? Is I mean, there's a kind of I mean, we go back to the kind of ontological problem of like what's what's a narrative and what's a game, right? And so this game reminds me that like if you take something like Her Story, right, which is a, has a sim, even though they're really different games, it's a similar mechanical concept, right? It, which is that essentially you have these narratives that you can rewind and fast forward and, mm-hmm. and look for elements of. Um, I mean, one of the challenges, um, if you guys get a chance, you should totally watch the Inc. It's a GDC talk. I can't think of what it's called now, but it's basically, it's called Building Sparkling Narrative in, in Games or something like that. And in the first, like, three minutes of it, he's like, actually, what I really, sh- the real title of this is Building Competent Narrative in Games. <laughs> but I didn't want to tell you that I just want the narratives in games to not be bad. <laughs> and he, he sort of goes, it's it's one of the guys from Inc. I can't remember what his name is, or Inkle, not Inc. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's, he talks about literally about the Odyssey, some of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey narr- like dialogues in the beginning and, and how terrible they are. And he shows a clip and you're like, oh, yeah, that is pretty terrible. Um, but he one of the challenges, I think, is that you're not in a, in some ways you're not really interacting mm-hmm. with these narratives. Mm-hmm. And so it's still this this problem. It's still of, observation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so. Yeah. But it, it's really nice observation, right? It's like going to a beautiful zoo, right? Where you're like, I love this experience. Yeah. I mean, because even being able to but, rewind it isn't like a mechanic that does anything more yeah, than just giving you give you, you the information same information, yeah. yeah, or a replay. So, and I only bring this up because I think it's an interesting question for for us as designers to keep thinking about, which is, um, and and the I mentioned that video again just because he goes through a thing where he takes a scene from Blade Runner, mm-hmm. um, and he essentially says, what what would we have to do this scene to make it not a bad video game narrative but actually make it a really competent video game narrative with with interactive dialogue and he goes through that whole process over the course of an hour and he takes like this 12 line scene and sort of says well nice. yeah and so i just mentioned that because it, it's um 
Good, good job of sneaking Blade Runner into the podcast again. Which, anytime we can do that, that's that's a good podcast. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I just think that's worth cons- that sort of, again that kind of question of game narrative. Like, yeah. I I love the experience, but I still I'm I'm looking for that golden, especially sort of in in light of the the genre of walking simulator, right? That's mm-hmm. sort of like a dubious genre, and it's not without like fair criticism because your only agency is usually how much of the narrative you sit through Mm -hmm. like you choose to sit through if that's even an option pick through in the case of all the environmental Mm -hmm. details um but there's you know this has a few but there aren't that many like game mechanics in terms of how do you change the narrative or how do you interact with the narrative yeah it's just sort of listening to it i mean i don't feel like you necessarily have to i mean obviously because i love these sorts of games mm-hmm. because i feel like just the act of inhabiting the space and mm-hmm. it's just different right of, of a lived-in space mm-hmm. I... yeah but unlike firewatch for instance where i found that narrative that narrative Olivia's for me was su- super satisfying up till the last five minutes. I have heard and, that. Yes, um, we've heard it multiple times from Joe. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's way more. I mean, not 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 fully interactive. You do have but, moments but of engagement. There's way more dialogue yeah. and way more sort of choice based narrative mm-hmm. where you're sort of you're kind of responding to a conversation with this other person on the radio and anyway I so I, I feel like there's a space between sort of Firewatch and Tacoma where you could get at both things like really well crafted blocked out narrative along with more interaction the That's what I was thinking I, I have to confess that until we started playing uh, What Remains of Edith Finch um, and, and Tacoma and even uh, Norwood Suite to some degree, mm-hmm. I never thought that I would like uh, these walk- so-called walking sims. And they're really, really wonderfully fulfilling. And it's making me want to go out and just get them all and play them all. Um, I'm eager to see a whole bunch more of these in the future. Probably. I agree. But <laughs> I, I want to see more happy... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Tacoma. Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah, like yeah, more yeah. people. Like, rather than take the shortcut of let's be yeah. cynical and mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really did have a nice. It was. It was. Like, there's a Hollywood ending. Well, yes. Yeah. Let's have more of that. Yeah. A bit of a throwback. That was one of my biggest criticisms of What Remains of Edith Finch. Like, I wanted them to subvert the yeah. idea that her family was cursed. Yeah. I wanted to her to live and not live you know <laughs> what happened I, I guess spoilers exactly. are also inclusive of yeah yeah, yeah. Retroactive well if you listen spoilers. to any of our stuff yeah, is this a cumulative spoiler uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the Empire Strikes Back blanket spoiler warning of everything um, I know we're probably running short on time but can we just talk for a little bit about the UI because I actually thought there was some and we hinted at this that the use of UI, both sort of diegetic and non-diegetic, and the kind of the ways that the UI was woven into through AR, right? Primarily, should but we explain to the listener <laughs> diegetic? <laughs> we could. <laughs> um, so vocabulary time with Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Professor Joe. <laughs> One. Um, so the the concept, right, is that diegetic um, UI is 
you guys the, should correct me if I'm yeah. getting this wrong, but it's incorporated into the physical space of the yeah. game. It's something that space. your your player character sees. also sees. Yes. It's not just for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Whereas nine diegetic is separate from that world space. Um, but there is some often some sort of weird crossover boundaries, and this uh, this game is a great example of of that kind of happening because of the use of AR. Um, but I, I just I, I generally found the the UI pretty use like pretty well designed and pretty useful, um, uh, with I think one exception. There was I'm trying to remember now. There was one thing where I was like, why is this made this way? Um, mm. Oh, so I didn't. I mean, this is more of a an inputs thing, but I, it kind of bugged me that like I couldn't hold on to something and do anything else because of the one button mechanics. Yeah. So I picked up some tape that I was kind of checking out, but then I in order I was to like that tape, yeah, you know that, <laughs> that the first, first thing you pick up. You know, I'm like, I want to keep pick this. up the duct oh, tape. But then when you try I, to move forward by clicking forward, you yeah. lose the tape. Yeah. So I had a similar issue because I first was like, this is going to be a puzzle game. Right, yeah. And yeah. in the very so first the room, there's like these like, uh, these like bolts yeah. floating around uh, mm-hmm. and I grabbed one and I'm like this is a puzzle element <laughs> and I would not I, I did not let it go until the game made me let it go yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I had that um, experience but I don't know how you guys ex- what your experience of the AI was but I mean of the UI <laughs> <laughs> the AI UI um, but I just I generally found I, I thought it was well designed Absolutely. and I thought it, yeah, my, I thought the like- kind of the interactions that I had with it, I felt like, okay, this this is all pretty I think part of that is because there weren't a whole lot of interactions that you really needed to do. Right. You yeah. can press the buttons on a touch screen to, to enter four numbers. Mm-hmm. You can click to open a door. You can touch to open windowy blinds. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're able to, because there aren't any other characters there, you don't have any kind of... Of complicated tactile character interactions that you need to do, so that, I think that saved a lot of. It. No, yeah, I just really like. So there were some simple things that happened though too, with like your own built-in UI, mm-hmm. right? Where like you'd get the little tab mm-hmm. every so often, a little icon would pop up, and yeah. that meant some important information was coming mm-hmm. through. And I just all of that. It just felt generally natural to me in but, a way that sometimes takes a while with games that have so. And, and sometimes it was unsettling too because it was clear that you were being watched watched right yeah just like the every, people on the crew yeah were. everything that you get adv- every new advance because yeah. it tells you like hey you go here yeah and it, uses, it says amy use this or no it says subcontractor yes. farrier yes. use this yeah. port or go down this and be hallway. very careful because they warn you multiple times they're like it's a violation of the of <laughs> protocol if you do this if you're not mm-hmm. allowed to do this with the ai information mm-hmm. um so, so one part of the UI I, I'm on the fence about. I was curious what you guys thought. Like when you're uh, in a scene, like rewinding and fast forwarding, there's a progress bar down at the bottom that has essentially little check boxes mm-hmm. for checking all of the the like personal UIs. Yeah, the AR of the other characters. Yeah, desktops. I think they call them. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to say I wasn't super crazy about that having like something I check off like okay go and look at all of their personal notes all right click on them click on them click on them I mean, I really right because that, that wouldn't really exist yeah. Well, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't their personal notes it was being in the space and that was there to make sure that you got all of the video feeds 
in that so the, time there's right. specifically, but there's a second like a like yeah a, it like tells a you when you got it there's yeah. a little bubble yeah. with a question mark that only gets okay. checked when you when like, you open their thing up yeah so that's to let you know also, that that person personal brings up their display so I, I guess like that I was it, getting them all in because I yeah. didn't realize the difference yeah. I like that it tell, told you where in the timeline they were right yeah. because otherwise it would have been a pain to try and get yeah. all yeah I guess but so, the but check mark thing I wasn't crazy about either it didn't feel necessary it could have just been like an icon that's like a display just to let you know, there's yeah. so, someone triggered an event here. Yeah, but that's yeah. like a that's a, such a small yeah it is <laughs> yeah detail. I, but I, I wasn't yeah. That I'm like once it. again, it's a nitpicky thing. <laughs> yeah, but it was something that I was just like, oh well, I <laughs> the UI yeah. isn't perfect. Dang yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> there's one you, thing wrong. Listen, you take that in combination with the slightly <laughs> overdone narratives <laughs> inside those. This blocks. is wait a minute. Wait I, a minute. I like, have to say here, this I, is Joe, who almost every other podcast has said, I'm really disappointed that the developers didn't do more of these little tiny uh, extra piece narratives on little pieces of paper hidden under drawers. And on top of all of these issues, the fact that it only went on sale for like $3 over the winter sale, like, oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. That's yeah. way oh. overcharging. That's only a dollar per hour. You know like, what? <laughs> and I, I, it's ridiculous. I might be remembering wrong, but um, I might be remembering wrong, but the... Um, the messages, the the instant messaging mm-hmm. transcripts. Mm-hmm. I think they have the the they don't go. The most recent is not on the bottom. Yeah, right. But that's how text messaging would actually. I read work. them that way. <laughs> is that like why reading a manga sense? like backwards? Uh, Man. <laughs> Some yes. weird stuff's yes. happening, uh, perhaps. Oh, wait. Actually, no, no that is how I it's supposed to go. Okay. That's how a text yeah. message That is be. how it would go. No, you're right. The most recent okay. would be at the bottom. What bothered me more was that there was sort of like four quadrants, and like yeah. you click on something on the left top quadrant, and it opens to the left. And so, like, the UI sort oh, of, like, expanded yeah, yeah. outwards. But it, like, turns it, your camera. Well, it does, but it, it was does. just, like, it took me a minute. Once again, it's a super small nitpick. And yeah. the like, other thing, though, is that it's not always the same thing in each quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes an email would be here, sometimes oh, an email. Yeah. They're essentially just, like, four tabs is yep. all they are. Yeah. What, what I thought was unnecessarily unnecessary was that they would have, uh, you would click on some of them and they were unretrievable. Um, and I thought that it was because you were going to be able to get those later in the oh. game. And I was, when I realized that you, that they were never going to be retrievable and that they were like things like photos and things, I was wondering why even put those in there? Why not have, you could have right. something else. You could have a photo of them and their family. Out of, in all four of those little spots, there could always be something to have put in there. So I, I think I, it was for the dopamine hit. <laughs> right? I mean, so like, yes, I got one. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're essentially pressing a, you know, but nothing happens when you press it. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't I, know. I guess for all it's the also... Dice. <laughs> if there's one good one yeah. for every three I mean, dice. It's essentially a BF Skinner. It's a it's a behavioral... Wow, okay. Yeah. Or I just... I don't like you're, it. You're like the rat who's starving himself just to get a little more dopamine. But also, if it had something for every one of those, that's just more... Like, it'd be telling us too much. Or, or, okay, so if it didn't have something, if it was telling us too much, then they could have just left some of them empty. That this character doesn't have four. They only have two or three. That would have been fine. But I think... They didn't I, have to... one. That, they didn't need yeah. one that you could click on only to tell you that it wasn't going to work. But I, I think it, it's sort of a... Uh, a compromise because they could have done that because clearly they only wanted a three-hour experience, <laughs> and so there is enough content in the game for a three-hour yeah. experience. 
and they they could have added more, but that would have made a longer experience, and possibly people would have lost interest. But also, if this is supposed to be a a record of people's lives, so there should be a ton of data there. But this way, they can just say, well, there was, but it was corrupted. Yeah. And we're just going to show you enough so that you can get through the story. But, one, one to four pieces but of I'm, their life. I'm not really I, – I, it sounded like I was joking, but they are tiny little loot boxes. I mean, they really are. Huh. Like, so it would be effective – like, what you're saying would be like saying, well, instead of having ten chests in this dungeon – seven of which don't have anything good in them. Let's just have three and say, well, you could have had more chess, right. but those seven didn't have anything good in them, so we just we took them off the map for you. <laughs> or like Skyrim, where it's an empty chest, but you're going to open exactly. it anyway. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's it's literally that, right? It's yeah. So you get, you get the experience of that moment of hope, right? Yeah. And then there's nothing. But then it, in theory, makes the ones that do open more... Meaningful. It, more meaningful okay, more satisfying so it was just like I, I, yeah that's I, that's and the theory I see I, I understand it's the loot boxing of everything yeah. Yeah. in any case though this is clearly us just grasping at things to be <laughs> yeah. like yeah. all of yeah. this stuff yeah. is tiny yeah um, well okay one little oh, thing oh I didn't okay. like Wait, that oh, the no, cat I got what go ahead the cat didn't make it into cryostasis what happened to the cat yeah where the hell was that cat it's an alien now Oh, that'd be awesome. The cat was in the ending. The cat That's was fine. Just like Tacoma too. Yeah. Just like Jonesy. In, Substantially less oxygen. But realistically, if they were trying to save oxygen, wouldn't they have put the cat in cryostasis? I bet it was dramatically less oxygen. I think they would have put the cat somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were trying to save oxygen. <laughs> and I don't think cryo is where they would have put the cat. <laughs> I, I have to say, you, and this didn't, is... you didn't see the little cat size cryo chamber? Yeah, I feel like the the Venturis Corporation <laughs> is the kind of company that's very forward thinking. They, have they would six be like, regular size they'd be like, look, yeah. look, it's going to cost us an extra hundred and forty million dollars, <laughs> but we're going to put cat cryo <laughs> in this spaceship. But then it could double as like baby cryo. <laughs> it's sure or the could. other way around. <laughs> all they're all yes. equipped with a baby I'm not cryo. Sure there but you could put hetero, a cat in it too. Hetero crew members, so <laughs> I'm not sure where the babies would have come from. Uh, Evie and Sadiq were hetero. Yeah. Oh, they were. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, The the one tiny crew member. I knew that he was the one you were leaving out. (laughs) Um, The one tiny little thing that that didn't bother me but was an issue for me, and it's partly because I'm old and tired. It's such a quiet game that I was literally falling asleep in part of it. Not, it's not a boring game. I don't mean it's a boring game. I mean it's a quiet game where I was just cruising around and was like, "Oh, I, I'm waiting for things to happen. Oh, I should wake back up." And all the music you can play is like elevator music. It is kind of elevator. Yeah, yeah. I actually really love some of the music though, like some of the mm-hmm. headphone, like some of the replays that were just. Replays from like six months ago. Yeah, I actually, and I assume it's all custom music. Like it, the, I yeah. really found it nice. I was you, like, you would like to be on a spaceship to and listen what, to that. Music? One of them is in the shower, shower right? Which yeah. is, isn't yeah. she yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shower and also in. But her you couldn't see quarters. anything. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> now we know who Joe's real complaint is. That's, it was a six-hour like, game for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like rotating the camera. I'm thinking, it's like playing The Sims, and you're like enhance. <laughs> up, go up, left quadrant, higher. So closer, closer. You said the game was really quiet, Brad. That is until you get into the shower bathroom sink hybrid and you flush the toilet. Oh, yeah, and it's like so a train. Right, yeah. it was very loud. Yeah. That's that's definitely got to go in the hall of, uh, of video game toilets. I got to get that one in there. Oh yes, so. yeah. <laughs> 
So shall we uh, do our our maybe our final thoughts? Yeah, I think yeah, we're we struggling should. to come up with things to talk about when we're going in detail about what the toilet sounded like in the game. It's it's something something the one guy who is a little to. too tall. I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I really enjoyed the game. Uh, part of why I picked it was I really enjoyed Gone Home. Um, so I felt pretty confident that they could do something really interesting again. And uh, yeah, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I remember like hearing about this game a little bit at like GDC a year or two ago when it first came out. But I was like, yeah, yeah, it's another one of those story walking sim games. There's like 20 of those now. <laughs> um, and I didn't really pay much attention, even though I won a bunch of awards. But I totally was blown away by it. I really feel like, like Brad said, it should be a model for how to do like acting and character development in a short period of time. And in that way, like I feel like it um, was informed a lot by film writing. Mm-hmm. and it just did a really good job and it's definitely worth playing for anybody that likes just any narrative game it's really easy to get into and it's a good story yeah it's one of my top uh, same as it's one of my top walking simulator games I also I don't like that term <laughs> no for the genre. Genre. <laughs> um, but uh, it like if if uh, it might not be the first one that I recommend someone play but if but I would probably get to know someone's movie taste first and it, it, like if they like they care about like writing and stuff like that, then yeah, this should be the first one they play. It yeah. would probably get them into the genre. And it's so small enough that it's right. easy, easy bite. And it doesn't have like a sad ending. Mm. So no, no plus, it doesn't. Plus for that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I said before, it's the best, the most compelling narrative I've experienced in a game that I can think of. Um, and to be drawn in in such a short period of time and and driven forward by the narrative in a way that was really satisfying. I mean, no question. It's it's well worth playing. And it's, yeah, two to three hours, no question. Every real gamer, <laughs> those were quote, air quotes I was making, every real gamer should play it, <laughs> if you're out there. Um, I, everything that all you guys, especially everything that you, Olivia, said, I 100%. Um, I love that this and other games are... Uh, which is why I think we need we need to come up with a better name than Walking Sim because I love that these games are getting at um, movie style theatrical uh, uh, style narrative delivery really really well and this one does it fantastically well it's so wonderfully self contained um, and I wish I want to see more stuff like this that's done with the acting quality writing quality uh, set piece quality. That, that this thing has. And I, I think that we're going to start seeing a new category of awards more broadly accepted in the world of things like this as a, as a as an delivery mechanism for entertainment narrative. Um, so, yeah, great game. Great game. All right, everybody. Uh, so that wraps it up for November. Next month, we you all get a holiday break. There's no, no game of the month. We are just going to be uh, talking about games that we've played over the last couple months that aren't the games that have already been featured in the podcast. So it's sort of a, a free-form exploration of our tastes and thoughts on other games. Uh, so until next time. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.